I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we are kind of kind of diving back into the uh, the kind of classic kung fu movies that yeah. we uh, started this whole little project on with one of the most classic of all kung fu movies, which is 1978's The Five Venoms, or The Five Deadly Venoms, from, uh, like I said, 1978 and directed by Cheng Che, which is like the one of the progenitors of, oh, of sure. Kung Fu movies. Yeah, for sure. Definitely the godfather of, of Hong Kong directors. cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this this movie is uh, beginning our little arc looking at the uh, movies with the Venom Mob, which is like a group of actors that were in a bunch of uh, movies together in the uh, 70s into 80s. But yeah, this movie is a ton of fun, and it's very widely available, unlike some of the more obscure ones we were getting into with uh, uh, like with the Sammo movies. Yeah, totally. And it has a beautiful uh, transfer from Celestial, like a lot of the Shaw it Brothers does. movies. Oh, yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah, I was yeah. going to talk about that. I think that we really have been spoiled so much. Oh, we, yeah. Doing the podcast now, like we get all these beautiful versions of these films that everyone grew up looking so blurry yeah, it almost and feels wrong. Out. It's like this should be on a tape, like on a third generation mm-hmm. copied VHS or yeah. something. This is the first episode where I really felt that, where it was like, dang, like, when I watched this movie, it just looked like crap, but it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was like, what is this? Now we get to see him, yeah, on Amazon, on Netflix, all over the place. And is there any part yeah. of you that almost, uh, it's like it's for some weird reason, like prefers the kind of crummy tape mm-hmm. version? I think so. I don't have it on VHS, but um, I do have the DVD, and that even still is looks way better. And, and yeah, I don't know. I do have a handful of my VHS tapes still, and yeah, it would be fun to just bust those out and watch. I still have <laughs> yeah, like totally. a side-by-side DVD-VCR combo. Oh, and, nice. Uh, so I can make some use out of that. I hope it still works. I haven't used it in a while. <laughs> it's funny, back in in, uh, in college was like right whenever HD TVs were like first, first coming out. So like none of us had them. We still oh, sure. had a bunch of old CRTs. But one of my roommates actually had a CRT with the built-in VCR so we could watch old tapes. Uh, And that's funny, too, because, um, I mean, I mentioned fighting games a lot on the show. But when I go over by my friends to play, like, a lot of the older games that we play, we play them on CRTs. So those are very valuable to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You'll see them, like, if you're out and about, you'll still see every now and then somebody's getting rid of their old stuff. And you'll see a CRT just tossed onto the curb and it mm-hmm. makes me sad <laughs> that is sad <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite things about magfest is when you walk into what oh right yeah, it's like a exactly. giant warehouse of crts mm-hmm. connected to it's old like noticeably warmer whenever you walk <laughs> yeah, into <absolutely>. there cozy <laughs> yeah but here we are uh 1978 uh we talked about it a little bit before the show but what a year for kung fu movies like yeah just the list it, you know, 36 Chamber of Shaolin, Snake in the Eagle Shadow, Drunken Master, um, man, I don't need, Heroes of the East. So you've got stuff 
from all of the legends, Yu Wu Ping, Lao Karlong, Cheng Che, like, man, what a time to yeah, be a totally. fan of Kung Fu movies. Yeah, Sammo so cool. too. It's interesting yeah. because it's like, uh, 78 is definitely like a red letter year for Kung Fu films, but it's also kind of the beginning of the end for Shaw Brothers in a lot of ways, just because mm-hmm. I, I think it really took some some breakout films at the end of the 70s for some of the other studios, you know, smaller studios like Seasonal and, of course, Golden Harvest to, um, yeah, almost to kind of take over that that market. But what, yeah, I don't know what, what I love, like, I don't know, rewatching this for the podcast, it's like they're not trying to play the, like, Golden Harvest game at all. It's mm-hmm. like it's definitely feels like a classic Shaw Brothers movie. The thing that I've always liked about this movie and actually like in digging around trying to brush up on my knowledge of Cheng Che for the podcast is you definitely get a lot of cool fights in this movie, but I think the plot is almost as important as the action in this film. Totally. Which is yeah. something you really, you know, and it, it you really didn't see it a lot and it elevates it to this next level. Like this film is like part comic book, part murder mystery, part uh, I don't know video noir game or too. something. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, like yeah, it's kind of like game. a government conspiracy a little bit in there too. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I, yeah. It's like I think uh, nowadays, I think you, it's like you recommend this movie because of, I mean, the cult status, uh, but really, like, yeah, the characters, the story, the intrigue, not necessarily for the action, not, not to you know, be negative on the fights or anything. There's some really cool sequences, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's, that isn't what sort of separates this movie. Yeah. And so, yeah, regarding Cheng Che, he had worked with Lao Garlong, I know, quite a bit. And um, I guess, and I tried to dig into this, but I guess he had a falling out with Lao Garlong. And that led to Lao Garlong doing, you know, his direct, you know, directing his own films and moving up beyond just being a fight choreographer and uh Cheng Che kind of had to find a suitable replacement and that's what led him to find the Venom Mob they're basically similar to Jackie Samo where they all came from the Peking Opera School but this was out of Taiwan and uh once he found these uh uh this group of men it really catapulted the kung fu movie genre into uh a whole new realm you know we're still kind of yeah 1978 so i think the industry was just kind of trying to find its way after losing bruce lee you know um and some stuff worked some stuff didn't but this was the year that it worked for a lot of different people and um well it's so cool it's so cool with like uh what cheng che ended up doing and just like um really the venom mob in general is it's uh, it's going in a totally different direction. Like rather than trying to find the next Bruce Lee or the next Jackie or Alexander Fushing or something, it's like it's you're establishing a team. So you're really kind of separating yourself from the pack in that way. And I think that's, I don't know, that's a big part of, at least in the West, why these movies have like such a cult kind of cachet. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, there's something fun about the idea of that of a team and a lot of our Kung Fu movies have dealt with animal styles for sure, but there's nothing quite as overt as this where it's like, I am the scorpion. (laughs) I am the toad, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. Do you guys have a favorite venom? 
we'll just get this out of the way real quick. Oh, oh man. Um, I'm a toad guy, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say probably the toad. The toad's really <laughs> cool. Three wow, that's why we're the yeah. Heroes 3. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, he's just, he's so cool and he's like super beefy and like, yeah. like he. That gold um, outfit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's honestly that's the thing that I think separates this movie from from a lot of others at the time is just the colors. Like there's all kinds of colors in this movie and like yeah, each of them point. are are coordinated and it's it's really funny whenever you see one of the characters walking down the street where you're like, "Oh, well he's a main character." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is a bit of that. Um you can definitely see the money in Shaw Brothers. Uh you know, with the eye of the camera, the sets and the outfits, everything, the production value is really high um, compared to Yeah, there's to like definitely, a, I mean, that's Snake and I think one shadow. of the things, yeah, <laughs> like what you love about the Shaw Brothers is is that house style and they definitely maintain that, that standard and yeah, their movies just don't really look like the competition, even though, you know, it's sometimes you're seeing, you're seeing actors that will pop up in other productions but just yeah the the colors of the costuming and the color grading especially on these uh celestial remasters everything is just so beautifully saturated and it's like it's almost kind of surreal the way that they they treat them and yeah i just i just love it yeah too good well now let's jump into the movie itself but first let's take a look at the back of the vhs Sin on a quest by his dying master, the final student of the Poison Clan must seek out and kill the remaining members of his school. These five men are masters of their own unique animal styles. The centipede. The snake. The scorpion. The lizard. The frog. Too dangerous to exist with a common man, and each identity surrounded in mystery. This final student must uncover the mysteries and destroy them all. Can he complete his quest before the five deadly venoms inject terror into the world? Cheng Che presents this martial arts masterpiece, starring Cheng Sheng, Philip Kwok, Lo Meng, Lu Feng, and Sun Qian, the men that would become known as the Venom Mob. Beware, the five deadly venoms. So this movie, this is, uh, I mean, obviously we've done Shaw Brothers movies in the past, but this is the first Shaw Brothers we've done in a, in a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think since our Lal Garlong arc, probably. Yeah, so it's, it's great to see that old uh, that logo at the beginning. Yeah, totally. It's, it's a, it's and also, classic. it's our classic dubbing crew, and it's yes. This, I mean, th- they're at the oh. they're at the top of their game here. This is <laughs> amazing dub. I love these old dubs. I I'm so sad that it's like it's almost impossible to find any information about about this dubbing crew. Oh man, I know who they were. I'm kicking anything, myself because so. I I know a few months ago I actually did dig up the names of oh, really? most of these guys. Yeah. I think if we I think keep I mentioned it in away, passing, we'll... but yeah, I I'll cut, I have to dig up where I where I put that info. But um, th- yeah, there's someone that had uh, done some research. So there are even these like little video clips. So um, you have like examples of the actors' voices and then their names. But they were, anyways. That's 
subject for a future episode, but yeah, possibly the next couple since we're looking at other <laughs> yeah, that, Shaw brothers from the same time. That'd be great. But they're also perfectly this. These I feel like are the um, these are kind of like the golden castings too. It's oh, like yeah. the hero, you know, the hero voice is yeah, just perfect and mm-hmm. um, uh, and also the uh, Matthew and I were talking about this a little bit before we rolled, but really what they do for the script in all of their dubs, like I think that's it's, honestly, it's a huge part of why these movies I think were effective in the West. Uh, in a lot of cases, they're kind of polishing some of the dialogue and we know about the pipeline for these films. You know, there was no sync sound for any of these films, whether at Shaw brothers or golden harvest or anywhere that also led to some cases where it's, it's not as though the script was always completely <laughs> locked and the actors themselves are rarely performing their own dialogue. It's not to knock any of that work in any of those screenplays, but I think in a lot of cases, this kind of golden crew of the English dubs, uh, they kind of put these screenplays in the best possible light. And I think that's definitely going on here. Right. And on the Hong Kong side of things, the script writer was Ni Kuang, who's done like a gajillion films. And yeah. uh, they said that Chang Che would do like, I don't know, like six movies like at a time or something like it. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it. You know, it's funny, like uh, when we're in the big kind of uh, town set, it's like a classic part of like the Shaw Brothers lot. I almost had this sense like just watching it now where it's like, oh, I wonder if they just cordoned off like one part of the set. So it's like uh, <laughs> the mob like, only had this it? area and then, yeah. you know, some other area of the set was for another production, but maybe that other area of the set was for another Jack J production. And totally. Like, I love that. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. I mean, just went to see his filmography. Uh, it, yeah, I can't. I don't know. The math doesn't even make sense. It's almost intimidating. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's according to eight, according to the Hong Kong Movie Database, he directed ninety four films. Yikes! Ninety four from uh, nineteen forty nine <laughs> to nineteen ninety three. Yeah, it's amazing. Relax, dude. <laughs> and I think <laughs> didn't he, break. he lived until like two thousand two or something. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yep. So <laughs> he died only three years after finishing his yeah. last movie crazy oh another crew um shout out i believe uh mr frankie chan was responsible for the for the music oh yeah that's really interesting too because i almost feel like he curated the soundtrack rather than (laughs) composed Um, i I mean that yeah we've (laughs) that's definitely something we've talked about and i think that's the case often in this Mm -hmm. period and Um, yeah a lot of the music that they use in this film is from the dwolf music library and um you can actually i looked it up on itunes dewolf has like a kung fu movie collection it doesn't oh, have cool. any tracks from this film but there's a, a lot of tracks like that they licensed out back that's so during awesome that they would films. like turn that into something commercially available yeah yeah it's really cool um i guess we'll link to that too mm-hmm. um but yeah otherwise you know it's a lot of fans kind of putting together, oh, this is from this movie or this yeah. is from this uh, symphony, you know, stuff like that. It's cool. Uh, yeah, and Frankie Chan, always cool to see his name uh, tied to a movie we're covering. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should jump into the movie itself. 
Uh, and it's kind of cool. The One of the very first things we see in this movie is actually Dick Way, who we've seen in a lot of different movies we've watched. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But ironically enough, he's younger here than we've seen him before, and he's playing an old about-to-die master. <laughs> it's like a Chris Lloyd, Doc Brown situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's bit. pretty funny, too, because he basically gives you all the ex- exposition Mm-hmm. to set you up for the film and when i was watching it i was like i think this is the most i've ever heard him talk in, <laughs> in, in a movie yeah he usually uh, plays like the strong silent villains not yeah. not exposition machine he's like the uh, mid boss before the final boss in most movies yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah so what we have here is it seems like he is suffering from some kind of sickness and he's explaining to I think his... it's because he's sitting inside of a smoking pot that was Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's sitting no, on top of dry ice. He can't do that, man. That's, uh, that's it really seems like man. a cool therapy, but it's um whatever it is, it's not it's not working for him unfortunately. Yeah. And he's explaining to his student how um they're from the Poison Clan and he fears that the students that he's trained before are out in the world causing trouble basically. I worry about what they're all doing. What I taught them could be used wrongly for evil, to hurt men. He's commanding this student to go out and find these uh, five Venoms. And he gives them like a really great backstory on all the five students. And it is really engaging. Yeah. (laughs) It's maybe one of my favorite parts of the, of the whole movie. It's it's just a, I don't know. It's an exciting way to open the story and, the, and it's appropriate because they <laughs> they use the footage from this scene all throughout the movie in a and I think a pretty effective way. It's not as like yeah, oh totally. my god, I get it. Like in some movies, it actually like really is effective. Where it's like oh, he's doing the style that we saw at the beginning, yeah. but in a different situation. Yeah, this was a Lao Garlong movie that um the training of the venoms like that would all be in the That'd title the, sequence. Yeah. Um. And I actually and really it would be like thirty minutes do. long. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I love what they do with the title sequence because the old master yeah, like is kind of like taking the student open. through. It almost has this kind of Indiana Jones vibe where they're in this yeah. like old, dusty, like ancient temple, and it's mm. yeah, just a really cool setting to kick off the whole story. No boulders in this one, though. So. <laughs> yeah, I also think part of the thing that keeps you engaged is trying to piece together what he's saying. <laughs> so right. he he basically ends up giving you like a math word problem of the five <laughs> venoms. <laughs> he totally does. So like, he, well, yeah, one and two, two knew each other, other but three didn't, like, and he came later. This one was older than the others, like, but he but didn't aren't know. Aren't we seeing them all stand together? <laughs> oh, like they great. know each other, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so each of the venoms has their own stylized like Chinese opera mask. It almost looks like um kind of like, like in a, dreadnought oh, like what we saw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's you wearing. Yeah. And you'll see the um the animal style that they practice is represented on the mask. So um yeah, the the five venoms that he speaks of the from the poison clan. Uh number 1 is the centipede and in the subtitles they say his nickname is Thousand Hands, which is super mm-hmm. cool to me. Yeah. And yeah. um his style is like based on uh, speed, so he can like attack you very quickly. And they have this kind of uh, slow mo footage of him like busting some plates, which I think is kind of a cool like 
almost like a Peking opera, like martial arts demonstration. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> These plates don't stand a chance. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's really good. Um, so number two is the snake. And I love that the subtitles say his nickname is uh, Spirit Snake Dude. Oh, Snake Spirit Dude. <laughs> snake Spirit Dude? Oh, that's yeah, that's, that's that's what they call him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That could yep. have been a movie title. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and, and I the, love his demo. He's kind of like shimmying under a table, sort of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the yeah, way that funny. his snake style is uh, represented is one hand is the head of the snake, and the other hand is the tail of the snake, which I think is really interesting and yeah. sets it apart from what you're used to seeing in, you know, like Snake in the Eagle's Shadow. And um, his stance with his arms kind of wiggling around looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. The yeah. other thing that I was uh, mentioning before is that the action director, one of the action directors, Lung Ting, uh, when I was looking into him, he's a practitioner of Wing Chun. I actually found a really cool documentary about Wing Chun focused on him and um he also (laughs) mentioned that all the animal styles he made in the film he just made it up it wasn't like he based it off a certain thing you definitely can see how it's influenced by certain styles but it was all from him like he just created all of this which i thought was really funny and surprising (laughs) and then uh lu fang is one of the action directors too right yeah who plays the centipede the centipede himself yeah. So then we have number three. So that is the scorpion. And um, his style is really cool, too. He his hands are like the pincers of the scorpion mm-hmm. and his feet are like the tail of the scorpion. And uh, the thing that's really cool about that is that the actor playing him, Sun Xian, his kicks look so cool. He gets so much height and his form is so cool every time he's kicking. Actually, of all the Venoms, I think he gets the least amount of action in the film. But when he does, you can definitely see how proficient he is. Yeah, it's really totally. cool. Number four, we got the lizard or the gecko. And he can literally run on walls, <laughs> which is <laughs> is cool. We get to, we get some really, really cool wire work in uh, most of this movie. And the way they do the running up on the walls is, looks uh looks really neat yeah and i think there's a really cool touch because when he's doing his demonstration he's putting out candles uh with his attacks yeah so it's almost like they intentionally put the candles there because you would think like as a viewer you're like oh this is just one of these sideways camera tricks yeah but you see the flames upright like normally so yeah. you know that they're oh, actually i didn't think about that that's yeah clever. they're that's they're actually really cool. like doing it the real way so that's pretty mm-hmm. cool and then our favorite right guys number yeah. five <laughs> yeah the toad yeah <laughs> um, he's basically invincible yeah he's like and, shoving his body into like stakes and, and pushing yeah. them and that's like a bed, like, of, yeah, nails. bed of nails yeah <laughs> what he says to the master is that he he also describes the relationships between the students. So number four and number five know each other. Number three is kind of the loner that uh, it totally is to like a math problem with like the train yeah. coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. If if Venom number one and number three entered a restaurant at this time, yeah, you know, you know it's like oh what? Leave San Jose at five fifteen. <laughs> It's really fun, though. I like it. <laughs> and the other thing that the master says is that the student he's speaking to 
has been trained in all the styles, but he's not a master of them. So he's basically weaker. So in order to accomplish his goal of finding and defeating the Venoms, he's going to have to ally himself with another one of them. So then there's all these other parameters too, where it's like they all changed their names. They all were wearing masks, so nobody knows how they look. And they won't reveal their um, kung fu. Right. So the yeah, only it's real... kind of cool because as he's giving his um, like protege's mission, it's like he keeps kind of stacking up all of these like problems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> there's you're not going to be able to find these guys. Oh, the only real lead he gives him is that there is another master that trained with him that's in uh, town, and he has like a treasure, and um, he wants the student to find that treasure and like give it to charity. But he also says that all of the other Venoms were probably looking for that man mm-hmm. as well. So that's kind of like the focal point. Yeah, that's like and, the MacGuffin of the movie yeah. is the, yeah. the treasure. What's cool is it's it's a little bit of a misdirect too because uh, if you're expecting that to be the overall uh, plot of the film, it's, that kind of gets subverted sort of sort of quickly, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. So I, ju- I just really like how you get all of this uh, set up and it kind of really builds you up because you get to see it's not like they're teasing you they they do show you them doing their moves and you get to see oh like all these guys have secret techniques like you know what's going to happen when you find them and what's it going to be so you're really set up to be very excited for whatever's going to happen following when uh, young day the the young student reaches town i was just thinking if uh this had come out in 2019 the internet and Reddit would have combed through the, the trailer and like found identifying birthmarks or something. Yeah. <laughs> and already let everybody know like which actor played which Venom. So yeah, uh, yeah glad totally. we have the kind of yeah, yeah pre-internet world for this. <laughs> although it's not like it's uh, although the Scorpion is kind of a secret till the end of the movie. Yeah, but that's a cool most of the other ones. Choice. You're like most of the other ones are like okay, I I, I can guess who who this is or or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And right. yeah, that twist element is all, I feel like that also kind of separates this movie. Uh, like you were saying, Carlos, it's it's really more of like a story, yeah, story-driven kung fu film. And the twist actually lands, I think, um, has has some impact, which is awesome. Right. And the other thing that's cool is it's not tied to like a Wong Fei Hung or, you know, these mythical heroes that people are like oh yeah i know how this character is these are all new characters you know they're not tied to history or anything like that yeah totally and also it is it is violent but it's not really um like celebrating the violence or at least it doesn't that's not like kind of how how i read the movie and so Mm. yeah i I don't know i think chang che like strikes really interesting tone it's it's yeah it's about almost like detective intrigue and um yeah the legacy of uh of like a fallen teacher and all this stuff sure. i i think it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the things that i was looking up when i was trying to find out more about ching che was there was like a documentary and wu ma is actually in it talking about ching che and he says that they called him the tomato director and the reason <laughs> that they called him that was blood? because of all of the blood in the films <laughs> that he made <laughs> it's really cool it's funny <laughs> Yeah, we get this this first scene after the uh, after the introduction 
uh, where Yang is going into town and he's like just trying to trying to figure out anything and runs into this this constable, which is he's kind of like constable main character man because <laughs> he he just tell like you're gonna be around for this movie. Right, uh, I think yeah. it's yeah. really like funny this. that yeah, within the first like couple minutes, once he's in town, you see almost everybody <laughs> that's gonna be involved with the rest yeah. of the film. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool yeah like misdirect because like we were saying, his teacher was just weighing on so thick how basically impossible this task was going to be. And then the very next scene, um, it's kind of fun for the audience because you're kind of picking out all these characters who you assume must be the Venoms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, when you see Lo Ming come out looking all ripped and he's wearing like this fancy outfit, you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, Lo Ming, we we have seen him before on the podcast. A lot of these guys we haven't, but Mm. he's... Yeah, pretty pretty uh, recently, and yeah, um, he was um he's one of the Ipmon movies, right? He's in Ipmon two, two and three, and, three, and yeah. also in the Grandmaster. That's right. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's he's all over the place, but yeah, it's cool <laughs> that he's still he's still like working today. Even after. there are a couple of nice little. Um, he's super um, young in this too. He's like twenty two, I think. Whenever he started yeah. in this movie, Celestial Films has like some like youtube content where they're interviewing uh people about shaw brothers films and um lo Meng has like a good handful of clips i love you american people um yeah so we said that young day the young student is in town looking for the venoms and he encounters a couple of police officers and um they're making their way through town there's a funny little gag with uh one of the officers and he's getting uh basically a, a fruit from one of the fruit vendors and like for other, free <laughs> more, yeah more rigid officer says hey we can't take uh um bribery and he's like oh it's okay so he like takes his coins and throws them in the little uh pot for donations and there's a really funny boing oing like sound effect <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> And, and it's definitely a, like a superhuman kung fu coin throw. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really like good. nothing but net. It's great. And following <laughs> that, the young student does a similar thing. And there's like the funniest shot in the movie to me is with uh, Yang Day like grabbing the coins and throwing it. And it's just like a zoom out reaction of the vendor who's played by Shum Lo. And we've seen him in. Uh, a couple of the Laogar Long films we covered. And uh, it's just the funniest thing. I need a gif of that, dude. You got to make that for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, he's basically doing reconnaissance, kind of looking like a beggar. And he notices um, Lo Meng's character, uh, who we don't know his name yet. But he notices him interact with one of the police officers. And then he's kind of trying to do some more investigation and weasels his way into the diner and Lo Ming is uh chilling at the table and he kind of this is another uh, coin throw that's yeah he does <laughs> he, he one of these silver what are they called I forget but he he's, he throws him a little uh change and it's funny young that like goes down to sit by him he's like oh no I've got a guess so he's got to sit somewhere by himself <laughs> and he's playing up his uh, beggar role, kind of making a big scene. Yeah. But uh, what you he's see also is so, that... He's like the most charming of any of the characters in the film. Like he's really... Oh, sure. Yeah, really gracious. And yeah, the dub voice actor um, for Lo Ming is, yeah, amazing. You're pretty sharp. With your job, it's so easy to ask questions. 
Yeah, and um, that uh, police officer from earlier shows up, and you find out his name is Constable Hay. And they call him Officer Ho in the dub. Oh, which, sure. Okay. Yeah. So they meet up. Lo Meng had thrown him a note, and that note, it showed that it was the image of the toad. Yeah. And and he's trying to play it cool, so he actually eats the note yeah. to keep people from <laughs> That's, seeing that. That'd be a good gift, too. <laughs> um, so you can see that they're working together. So if you're, you don't know, well, you know one of them is the toad. You don't know which one is which yet. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of figure based on the math problem from earlier mm-hmm. that this is, uh, the toad and the lizard since they know each other yeah. and they're talking about this treasure that uh, is the focal point for the rest of the film and this next scene is where we get introduced to the snake and this his outfits out of sight like oh, man, the thing yeah. i really love about that is Silver because shine uh, yeah the um, beggar yang day He's talking to that food vendor, trying to get information about things. And one of the things he says is that... The poison clan are pretty discreet. And they immediately cut to like, <laughs> the snake They're in this right shiny there. silver outfit. It's like, what? <laughs> He's like overlooking like a waterfall in this big like mansion kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What you end up finding out later is that snake comes from like a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. But um, in this scene right here you see that um, somebody tosses in a little uh, trinket into his place and he tells everyone to leave. And when you see it on the floor, it's like a, a prank like bug on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dollar store little centipede. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, man. <laughs> so then you see the next uh, Venom, who is the centipede, and mm. he hops in through the window and he's yeah, wearing a bright red him. outfit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's amazing. He straight yeah. up looks like a Mortal Kombat character for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like that's watching... what I can say too. Is I never realized it before. Just I guess I just watched this movie so many times, but I just didn't. Obviously, it's Mortal Kombat's influenced by all these films. But of course, one of the venoms in this film is the scorpion, and in Mortal Kombat, you have scorpion. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh duh, hello Carlos, what the hell, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that their outfits actually look very similar. So like mm-hmm. the centipede, and later on in the film, when you see the scorpion um, before the final encounter, they're wearing outfits that look very similar yeah. to the ninjas in Mortal Kombat. So well, that's, and, to- that's and really Toad's cool. gold outfit too, like fits oh, yeah. right along with that. Yeah, totally. It's great. Yeah. And then I don't know if we called out um, the actor who plays the snake, but uh, Y Pak is definitely someone we've seen on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, in I want to say, oh yeah, Magnificent Butcher. It was pops yeah, up. Magnificent Butcher. And then I think he has a part in Prodigal Son too. Uh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the which character it is based on just the name, but yes, he is in the Prodigal Son. <laughs> Although he's not in as I mean he's in he's in twenty four films, but as compared to some of these actors, that's not quite as Yeah, as I wanna say he died prolific. He died young, but definitely pops up in a lot of like amazing, amazing movies of this kind of golden age. He's in one movie called The Devil and the Ghostbuster, which I kind of wanna oh, just dude. put that in my put that in my back You've pocket for the, yeah. for the future. <laughs> We've gotta look into that. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> so yeah, this next scene is where oh, we get to see the we get to see that Snake and Centipede are the, they're definitely the bad guys of this movie because they find the the old man that has the, uh, the knows where the treasure is. And yeah, who, th- that old man is played by Ku Feng, who yeah. was like Oily Maniac Senior. <laughs> 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 he was like the, the, 
the uncle that uh, gave him the tattoo. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he's been in a ton of Shaw Brothers movies, too. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, for our podcast and maybe people that have been listening yeah. to the show, that's where we've seen him Yeah, last. if you're an oily maniac, that's definitely a protected status. <laughs> Um, but he is playing the other master in this film he's an older man and centipede and the snake have kind of raided the house and they're wait waiting for him to show up and they have everyone hostage and when he shows up they throw him in and um things get pretty rough we're gonna see um some blood now yeah, this mm-hmm. is one of the yeah more violent scenes of the whole movie for sure. <laughs> I do love whenever the the master is fighting the snake when he like he sees the first move and he blocks it, and you see like the the two fingers like the snake fangs, mm-hmm. and then it just pans over and he has like these cuffs that have snakes on them. And it's like, <laughs> wow, you're not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "You must be the snake." Uh- <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Tell no one. It's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you do get to see um, Lu Feng using the centipede style. And I like how he just does these like crazy rapid hand strikes. And, you know, that's thousand the thousand hands, hands yeah. style. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And then the all the other students go to try to try to fight, too. And they just get destroyed. <laughs> and it's not even close. But meanwhile, outside of outside of the room, there's this other young student who is like he overhears what's happening and he even gets to see the who the who one of the perpetrators is the guy and, wearing bright red the guy wearing bright red <laughs> can't miss him and, and yeah, there's this onlooker this, ends up being like a really important character in the in the whole story yeah there's this amazing shot i'm definitely gonna gif where he's like so scared that he's trying to run away but he has like pick up his legs to get them to move oh yeah that's like, really while they're funny. shaking <laughs> I like after this, they show um, Scorpion and Snake kind of discussing what happened. And Snake's like, dude, you hit him so hard. Like, well, you hit him way too hard. He's like, I couldn't help it, man. I'm the center. what I do. <laughs> yeah. My thing. Um, and what you see is in the aftermath of everything, a masked Venom shows up and it's the Scorpion. And you see that he kind of, is investigating looking for this treasure as well and he finds that the candle that the old man was grabbing for as he died contains the a map to the treasure that they're all looking for yeah so he breaks that and he makes way with the map yeah it definitely has like this kind of almost like mission impossible tv show quality to it to like all the little hidden i like that it's not just inside the candle it's like inside this like hidden container inside the candle and rolled Mm -hmm. up and yeah um, (laughs) yeah similar to like 36 chamber of shaolin instead of just putting it in the fish they could have put it in a thing inside the fish (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's a lot of cool rolled up messages or like rolled up drawings of the animals like throughout the movie that are kind of like some of the yeah breadcrumbs like leading us to who's who mm. and the reason we see all of that is because the scorpion comes in but he's wearing his mask still so mm. we don't we kind of preserving that the mystery for for him and he sees the the aftermath and i really love yeah. too that you don't know what side the scorpion's really on until like yeah. the end of the movie and yeah he sees the map he kind of pieces together what's happening 
um and that's whenever the 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 the, the cops get involved yeah so they um that's the big news in town is that this whole family's been killed so now the investigation is you know trying to find out who the killers are yeah and, and it's the yun family yeah and you see that young boy that was uh witness to the murderer he's pretty shaken up and um Yang Dae, the um, young student, sees him, so he starts to grill him about it. But you see that he's going to talk to uh, the constable. The young boy, his name is Menfa? Yeah. Yeah, they, they do not mess around with Menfa. They, there's <laughs> kind of like this like DIY, super quick waterboard thing they do on <laughs> with the oh. teapot. <laughs> Um, I mean, one of the interesting things about the movie is you don't really know how to feel about most of the Venoms, really, Um, because they all have kind of like this this edge to them. And um, like our young student, you expect to really be like the protagonist of the movie and like driving most of the scenes. But he's almost kind of like an audience member, um, just kind of peering from around the corner and uh, it's just really fascinating to try to make sense of who all these characters are and exactly what everyone's motives are um, yeah the perspective shifts pretty well you you get it um you you could almost say that constable ho who is the lizard he he could be like maybe the main character in some in some parts of the film and sure you want you want the toad to be another main character because he has like this very, you know, like he's, you can tell he has a sense of justice about what he's doing. And even though these guys are all really motivated by finding this treasure, you can tell that those two especially are trying to do what's right. And the scorpions kind of like, yeah, this mystery, like ninja zooming in and out of everything and snake and centipede are definitely bad guys. But I think it's really cool how it shares uh, the spotlight with all of these different characters and actually it's really balanced you don't yeah for sure you know at the beginning of the film for it being like this kind of convoluted setup you don't get confused that like why are people doing this or why did this happen it's paced really well and it's very even and uh, yeah i have to commend it for that this it's it's very fun like seeing the scene you're not like oh like why are they doing this or what's happening you're like oh man like this happened like what's next <laughs> yeah totally um you do get this other thing too where there's a um a judge that's putting pressure on the police force to get the um murder mystery solved and um i love this judge he's maybe yeah <laughs> one of my favorite like actors in the film he just has such gravitas is it uh wang lung Wei? i think it's the actor. yeah and yeah we've seen he was like the big bad in marshall club yeah um, yeah and we saw him also in shanghai express i believe but yeah he he's great and it's funny yeah he doesn't get any like fighting time he's just playing a justice in this film but um yeah, so you get the sense that the you know there's pressure on him. He might lose his job if this doesn't get solved. So he's putting pressure on the police force, and then you know this is motivating the players that are kind of pulling the strings uh, to do some nasty stuff throughout the film. It's it's really cool. One great dub line in here. Uh, I don't I don't remember exactly what point it is, but but Minfa is describing that the uh, describing the the killer. And he describes him as a first-class kung fu man. Oh, great! Nice. <laughs> it's good stuff. But yeah, the um, the police kind of figure out who the who the killer is, 
and uh, the lizard kind of shares this with the toad, and they're like, oh, well, I, I know that guy. He's, he has to be either the centipede or the snake um, based on, like, the way that the, the, the wounds look on all the people that got killed. But yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah. I really like that. You can tell by the bruising on the people's bodies, like, mm-hmm. oh, this must have been a centipede that did this. That's mm-hmm. really and cool. And it's that classic, like, kung fu bruising on the skin. It's just like this clear, yeah, clear handprint. <laughs> yeah, and a little later, you get finally uh, the young student Yang kind of bumps into uh, number four and number five. He's kind of eavesdropping and what happens is he tells them that uh minfa witnessed the murder and that kind of leads them to pull him in and (laughs) splash him with some water like marty was talking about earlier (laughs) it's funny that he doesn't lead with i'm the student of the um (laughs) well and even with that you can sense that he's not he doesn't know who to trust yet yeah Yeah. you don't know who's good who's bad so he's not revealing all his cards in the situation yeah totally but what, then, but what's um, nice is i think by this point in the movie the audience is starting to kind of pick sides and we're kind of like on team number four and five you know yeah eventually uh they make a plan to um ambush uh snake and centipede and um constable ho meets with uh the snake while the rest of the police force they empty the the town mm-hmm. square and yeah, wait they sort of for... create a perimeter and yeah, this is a Centipede really show. cool shot where it's like this real like looking down that long alleyway and it's just all of the all the cops basically like lining the sides of the streets and then all like divert off to the side to to hide so they can ambush the guy. It looks yeah, the the, the transfer that's on Netflix is beautiful. Yeah, and seeing yeah Lu Feng walking down this empty corridor. And knowing that he's just going to get jumped, it -hmm. just looks really cool. And the thing that I love is that when they do jump him, he kind of defends himself a little bit. And then he just starts walking very casually again. (laughs) Like, yeah, whatever. I'm not (laughs) scared of you guys. Yeah, he he knows he can take them. Until that's when we finally get to see the toad in action. Yeah, and this is really one of the first, yeah, just legit kung fu fights of the movie. Mm -hmm. The, uh, The centipede goes like to attack him with a sword. And he just blocks the sword with his arm, and that's where we get the cool like flashback to the earlier yeah. scene where he, he bent the metal with his arm. It's like, ah, yeah. I know you. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool how they kind of reveal themselves to each other, and he they even say like, oh yeah, I have a different name now, you know, this and that. So you're like, whoa, <laughs> what's it gonna be like when two venoms fight each other? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Thousand Hands starts his attack with his multiple strikes. And this is like a very like classic Shaw Brothers style step-by-step choreography. Mm-hmm. But it it works really well. Just based on uh Lo Meng's physicality and Lu Feng's just like acrobatics. He mm-hmm. seems so agile. And um they use it really well. It's yeah, it's it's really cool. I, it's it's it, they're definitely like it's like a comic book, man. It's they just look so cool. It's very inspiring, actually. Like I'm gonna try and make some cool artwork for this. I'm I'm not promising, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm gonna try and make some cool stuff for this because yeah, you, you listening know if you did it or not. So no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's um, awesome. I I really like uh, Lu Feng in that red and black outfit doing flips and stuff. It just looks really cool he also does like 
a couple times in the film he has like this almost this special move where he does like multiple sweeps on the ground and it almost looks like i don't know like you could read it like he's using it to gain momentum for his next strike it just looks yeah it looks really cool and like i said before this has some really cool wire work and some really amazing like slow-mo flips above people and everything uh, yeah, I think that um, some of the high uh, flying stuff that you see from Lu Fang, mm-hmm. it, I don't know if it's really wire work. It almost seems like they're like kind of like trampoline jumps. Yeah, I think okay. there's like trampoline. I believe that. Yeah, he, that. he gets really high air. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he does some really cool jumps. And the only thing that really defeats him in this fight is that uh, the young student, Young Day, kind of yeah, clumsily, in. yeah, a calculated clumsy fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they do this over under and they are able to uh, capture uh, the centipede. Yeah, Yang kind of gives me a like a Monkey King vibe a little bit where he oh, like, totally. has like the staff and he's just kind of like flopping along. Though he's not, you know, crazy overpower like the Monkey King, but just like the whole like the way he walks and stuff is kind of reminded me of that. And he like likes to hop up on tables and chairs and stuff. I definitely like that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a really cool read. Mm-hmm. I totally see it. Um, he ends up coming um, back to visit Constable Ho in the middle of his conversation uh, with the snake and tells him that they captured the centipede. Mm-hmm. So you can see that he's not happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then we see like the chained up centipede and Yeah, this yeah, just this looks amazing, one. like something out of a comic or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz like all of the all the officials have this really blue outfit on and he has the red and like the reds and the blues all pop mm-hmm. off of each other. Ah, oh, it's so nice. Yeah. The other thing I like is that um, the sign hanging above in the courthouse, it says fair and not corrupt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's a really fun thing to think of. Yeah. (laughs) That's another great, another great uh, dub line here is that the the centipede denies the, you know, denies the crime even whenever uh, Meng Fa comes in and says. He's also super convincing. (laughs) Like, um, because, yeah, he's withstanding this. Uh, rough tort, like foot torture. Well, that's the, that's the line. Is the judge says he denies the crime. All right, use torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, we didn't say the judge was perfect, but he's, he's an interesting <laughs> character. Is <laughs> uh, he's about to get them to like keep torturing him, but then he looks down on his on his like podium. He sees this piece of paper that has drawings of each of the five like animals sitting on it. Yeah. Don't mess around with the Venoms, yeah. man. That's enough to change any judge's opinion. <laughs> He's like, yeah. oh, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> and then following that, uh, we get a really cool scene where the scorpion shows up to visit the snake. I love, and it's in both versions, the muffled voice of him <laughs> with the mask on. Yeah. It's really hard <laughs> it's to understand great. him. Number three. Well, listen. Number five is here. He has to catch number one. Yeah. This is like predating Bane. He's like, like, yeah, Bane's grandfather years. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, he's telling him that they need to set up a plan like to take out the Toad because Toad's like the strongest uh, of the Venoms in regards to being invincible, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the snake ends up using his influence to try to sway the... The judge. So um, they coerce Menfa to change his testimony to pin the toad. There's like a kind of a crooked cop 
that you uh, see and um yeah this guy's actually kind of a bigger character than you're expecting but right yeah, he, he, yeah some... he leans on this kid really hard kind yeah. of guides his new testimony saying like no it was a guy without a beard and young and really strong yeah <laughs> and somehow that's supposed to be like a super specific um, yeah. id <laughs> i like that you know in these older films when they're covering this time period how it's like oh i saw a guy and he looked this way and they're like oh that's this guy <laughs> you know it was like it sometimes you'd see a drawing of a person or something but i like how in a simpler time like these are the things that can yeah. <laughs> take care of the like, situation it was a man without a beard who was well built and it's like doesn't that describe almost every single person <laughs> in this town no yeah yeah so then the police Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. They they go to the they the corrupt they go cop kinda restaurant. goes to the or is that what you're just saying? Goes to the jail cell and like roughs them up to try to mm-hmm. change the testimony. Yeah. And so then they come to the judge and kinda let him know it's like, oh, actually the witness is telling a different story now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then what the police do is they go to the restaurant and accuse the toad. And um And he's left his uh gold situation behind and now it has this like kind of leather uh, yeah yeah a more mortal combat yeah. looking it's definitely more <laughs> mortal combat for sure <laughs> yeah his yeah he uh they're trying to like capture him and he he doesn't like it doesn't turn to like a full-on fight scene but he does like fight off a few guys kind of just to show you like he he could do this but then the the, yeah the gecko like in in his, in his police uniform gets him to stop and says he'll go sure. quietly you do get yeah, they do reveal that they have kind of more of a, you know a casual relationship where it's like he's kind of protecting the toad and he kind of talks to him like, hey, like just go with them, we'll figure it out. Um, but seeing that you know the other constable who we don't know is the scorpion now, Spoiler. like you can almost imagine right that he's putting these pieces together yeah. um, as this is playing out. Yeah, so he gets to, he goes into jail or not to he goes into the trial now, and this is where the, the where Minf, uh just completely throws him under the bus because yeah. he, he just completely changes his testimony and the Toad's all like cocky and stuff because he's like like you already know what's going on like you know it's not me you know it's this other guy and Minfa's just like I saw this guy walking out. <laughs> what I like is you can totally picture both of these like interrogations from the judge's perspective and everyone seems so convincing every time. Um, <laughs> Man, I, it's funny. This episode, we're really going to, ha- we're like dancing around trying to get this plot. Right. Yeah. I think, no, this, this plot, yeah I think we're all tired and the plot is pretty convoluted. It's like, like, yeah. It's like, why is there so much story? In this movie? Like we're all these movies are almost always just the guys trying to like you know blow up the orphanage and the other guy needs to go and beat him up <laughs> yeah this totally. one's got like a like intrigue and a lot of like convoluted parts and and like no one's style is better than somebody else's style yeah <laughs> yeah and that's yeah. the thing it doesn't even like there's a little bit of a training montage near the end but it's not like i just need to train to get better to fight him <laughs> it's complicated oh man it is it is uh, so to kind of beat the toad, like to, to finally, you know, finally take him down, they know that they can't just they can't just kill him the normal way because he has like the iron skin. You know, you can't, you know, he's he's able to, you know, swords will bend whenever they try to attack him with it. So they figure out the way that you can beat him is by hitting him in his weak spot. 
And the only way to find the weak spot is by using an Iron Maiden. Yeah, because there's uh, no way to really tell where his weak spot is. This is something like in, let's see, Born Invincible? Um, It's like a a Yun Wu Ping film. And um, the bad guy is literally like Invincible. Carter Wong, yeah. Right. It's a really cool movie. And... um, and that film, he can actually move his weak spot, but like it's similar to this, where you basically have like an Achilles heel that has to be found, and then once that is triggered, you're basically just a normal guy. Mm-hmm. So the only uh, solution that the snake can come up with is just stick him with a thousand needles, yeah. and um, they basically um, it is so okay. Lo Mang's character um, kind of becomes this like archetype for him in the venom films where he's kind of like this good guy but he kind of has like a tragic death he's usually the first person to die (laughs) in the the different (laughs) um venom mob films and um yeah here we're seeing that where it's like man this dude's so cool but he just through a series of unfortunate events he's gonna end up being like the first venom to die so they end up drugging him in his jail cell after they kind of prove their um loyalty yeah they kind of trick him afterwards this made me yeah, want to get pretty some, cold this man. made me want to get some some chinese food when i saw this that stuff looked good oh yeah <laughs> got, like, some chicken <laughs> yeah. and some noodles look good <laughs> um yeah so um he's knocked out and basically when they uh take him to the iron maiden um once they like close it up he wakes up so he kind of has a fit and um there's a wild musical sting whenever they show the the iron maiden yeah (laughs) yeah and it's cool it's like a golden iron maiden Mm -hmm. in this and there's like a nice like peak hole for your head so yeah Yeah. (laughs) you get to see i was thinking watching it what if your weak points in your head (laughs) like (laughs) yeah oh that's a very good point yeah (laughs) i didn't think of that But um, I thought it was just a convenience for the viewers because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he gets to suffer and we get to see him suffer mm-hmm. by the expression on his face. I mean, it's helpful, too. It's like, wait, who did I put in the Iron Maiden again? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> and and then you get the another fight between the toad and the snake. Mm-hmm. So you see the snake. I love the sound effect for the snake to this kind of like yeah. sound effects they use. That's really cool. And the fight's going pretty well for the toad, but there's a secret uh, person watching this fight that actually turns the tide of this match. And what you see is that um, some darts strike the toad in each ear. And he's weakened. It's kind of like striking internals, like, you know, like in the mouth, in the nose, in the eyes or the ears. And you get to see some of that Shaw Brothers blood. Mm, And with that, then uh, the snake is finally able to make a devastating blow to the toad. And they throw him in the Iron Maiden. Pretty messed up. And whenever they whenever they get him out, then he has like all these little red dots just all over his his body. Yeah, and there's a really cool uh, couple of shots um, before he gets wounded where um, the toad is kind of standing over the snake as he like is like you, they use wires to have him like crouch yeah. really far down. And then there's a like a slow-mo shot of the toad like about to strike him. I think those two shots are so dramatic. Oh, yeah. They look really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we get another sequence of wire work here where the snake kind of is flying through the air, just like they showed him at the beginning mm-hmm. of the film, striking yeah, the pot the training, hanging yeah. from the uh, yeah rope. It's similar to this. Mm-hmm. The, the torture's not over with him yet. And oh, man. this honestly, this almost looked more painful than the Iron Maiden. Yeah. Because they like put this, I, I, it's like a mold of his back, basically. They put it into fire and then like press it up against him and it's, you know, all burns him. <laughs> and is it, is it this part or right after this where he's passed that on the ground and they just move his unconscious hand to, to say that he's, he's to confessing? Sign, yeah, to sign yeah. this confession letter. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> It's rough, man. It's just like I just, just can't imagine being one of the guards around. And it's like, oh yeah, that's legit. <laughs> you just move. So I moves like his hands. The, fine. The judge has this like um, box full of these kind of almost like game show looking tokens. <laughs> <laughs> and, like that's right. like how he passes his judgment. He like throws a token, like this kind of long token looking thing yeah. out. You it's get like, a uh, token. Torture. You get a token. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's the Iron Maiden token look like? <laughs> yeah, but it's still getting worse for this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. And the the other thing that we didn't mention is that they kind of set it up so that uh, Constable Ho is out of town. Yeah, while doing yeah. All of this. So that he yeah. They send him away. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, you know, the, the centipede is exonerated. Mm-hmm. And he has the best, like, villain laugh. It's like... <laughs> Dude, wait till you get yeah. out of the room before you do that. Yeah. It's like, ha, 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 ha. I'm innocent. <laughs> it's, that's like one of my favorite parts, mm-hmm. too. It's like so funny yeah. to me. And then poor Minfa, now that he's now that he's served his usefulness, now <laughs> the, the snake and the centipede show up and they this is a rough death. They like Yeah, they they like have this surgical tool. Yeah, this is really Yeah, brutal. they like shove this like hook thing into his mouth and you find out later that it's like into his into his throat or something. Yeah. And oof. Ooh. Yeah, even though you can't quite see what's going on. I mean, mm-hmm. you're kinda grateful that you can, but yeah. yeah, it's a shock. Yeah, so this like little like segment of the film is pretty rough for a lot of people because the toad's been sentenced to be executed and that evil um twisted cop shows up and he's got like this basically this suffocation like execution where yeah. he wets his face and has like these thin sheets of it's like paper. Just paper yeah 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 and they lay it over his face and that's like how they end up that's how they kill uh, the toad. killing the toad it's just yeah, really yeah, rough. It's rough. It's like too real, man. It is too real. <laughs> uh, I really like that guy. He was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, to add insult to injury, they set it up so uh, it looks like he hung himself. Right. Yeah. And although I will say, like, I'm not especially familiar with the mechanics of of hanging yourself, but I'm pretty sure that he's just kind of hanging from his chin, and I'm pretty sure that wouldn't actually like kill you if you. We're doing oh. that, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, and it it continues. Yeah, even. yeah. Now they have to they have to kill <laughs> the they have to kill the killer now, and they. Uh, yeah, this is like the Order sixty six of yeah. Shaw Brothers. <laughs> yeah, they take this crooked cop and they use another special mm-hmm. tool, and he calls it 
the brain pin? Yeah, or needle in the brain or something like that, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. And it's a long pin that they shove up your nasal passage yep. and it pierces your uh, brain. Yeah, Ooh, it's rough. That's rough, man. <laughs> okay, we got all the killing out of the way, Oof. guys. We're good now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this yeah, this almost turns it almost turns into like a horror movie for for a little spell here. Yeah, you're kind of ready for the oily maniac to pop around the corner and get <laughs> oh, some totally. vengeance. <laughs> now you're making me want to watch Oily the Maniac again, which is a sentence I didn't oh, think sure. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny what a little time does, huh? <laughs> yeah. So now uh, Constable Hole returns, and um, he's like, "Oh, you know, like what's going on with the case?" And they're like, "Don't worry about it," because <laughs> I have and no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he ends up finding out that one of his best friends has been uh well he finds out that he killed himself mm-hmm. that everybody that he thought was gonna be uh come you know convicted for this is free yeah so yeah not cool <laughs> I love that he goes to the he goes to like the tea house he just grabs this giant jar of wine just starts chucking it yeah yeah it's amazing yeah. like now nah, I get you I get you <laughs> yep. For me, when he finds out about the Toad's death, there's like this really dramatic reaction shot of him, uh, you know, turning and it's like a quick zoom. That's yeah. so good. Like it looks really nice. And you you see the sorrow in his eyes. Yeah, his performance is just, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, you know, I said of the five Venoms, I think I like the Toad the most, but I mm-hmm. think Philip Kwok is like the coolest uh, actor in this film. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he yeah he's really cool he has a pretty pretty ball and beard going on too <laughs> it i don't know depending on the shot it looks like it's drawn on his that's face that's true that's true <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's ball yeah, sometimes it's like, this, like, it's like stubbly thing it's all wispy <laughs> so we're definitely due for some kind of good news or some kind of turn of the tide yeah so what happens here is um in the midst of his um binge i guess the young student yang shows up and uh he uh tells he finally reveals himself and what he does is like he says like a secret password and the password is uh poison plan rocks the world that's right that's right <laughs> that's a good that's a good out of context stuff line too yeah that's like, really i could cool. see that being like a wu-tang clan song or something that'd be yeah, an awesome and- password for like some secret kung fu speakeasy or something yeah <laughs> yeah for sure whatever when, kung fu movies are has... banned from the world <laughs> oh, oh man. man we'd be on the run yeah <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> that would be our code amongst ourselves oh poison clan rocks the world, world. <laughs> <laughs> um but you get the kind of like set up for the finale of the film now and um you find out officially that, you know, for, I mean, for Yang, he finds out officially that Lu Feng, uh, Constable Ho, is uh, the gecko, the lizard. Uh, Lu Feng is the centipede, not the constable. Uh, have I been, uh, are you sure? Yeah, Philip Kwok is the Yeah, Lu Feng is the, the centipede. Lizard. Oh, my God. I've been doing that the whole time. <laughs> I knew it. Yikes. All right. All good. Here, I'm going to do this right now. Philip Kwok. <laughs> I was just thinking you need to do like a, a dead Mr. Mr. Black Blacken, that can yeah. be dropped in. You're going to do Mr. Black. I'll, I'll get the timestamps for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I'm a professional. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. There you go. Well, because you said before about the beard, I was like, well, he doesn't have the stubbly beard. He has the little wispy beard. So that's, that's, mm. that's how I knew something was up, though. So. 
That's great. <laughs> well, let's just start recording from the beginning. <laughs> All right, so I'm Matthew, and this is this is a cool movie. So, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is so, this starts like the basically the 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 one training montage in the movie because mm-hmm. the, they know that the only way they're going to be able to to defeat the the snake and the centipede and possibly the scorpion is together is together. And well, and it's cool because it's like this partner montage, or like partner training, yeah. which we haven't exactly seen before. And I love what Cheng Chai does. Uh, he uses this kind of black and white footage to show what they're imagining they um, they would do. <laughs> yeah, these, yeah, yeah. These combos and yeah, it's really cool. I think it's actually similar to Sanda's training in yeah. Thirty Six Chamber of Shadow. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he's visualizing his victory. I thought that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah, he's visualizing like the different the different ways that he's gonna gonna beat the the person. And they have to do yeah, like you said, these like tag team attacks to mm-hmm. defeat each of the venoms they're gonna fight. And um, yeah, so like, it's almost like a fight. Yeah, I was gonna say this too. feels like, it's almost like a it's almost like a adventure game because it's like they have to figure out well what weaknesses do they have? Well, I need to use this and yeah, this. Yeah, how place. do you defeat you the sword master? Guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. You like a cow. Well, it's also cool to see that um, Yang really was trained because you're kind of just operating on faith. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Like the the movie up until this point, really. Right, and he's been playing up this kind of um, innocent persona. Yeah, like don't mind film. me. I'm just kind of in the background. Yeah, watching what's going on in the neighborhood. And it also is cool because they show how they're going to beat the centipede and the snake. But then the scorpion, they just say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then it cuts to the next scene. So yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's so a cool. really cool tease, mm-hmm. like, for the, for the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this, this leads to the finale. This leads to the, to the, final, the final fight of the movie. Uh, we see Yang and the lizard both, like, both getting ready to, to, to go. And we see yeah. this, this man. Well, and we don't know. Yeah, we don't know who the lizard. Yeah, we don't. Or, I mean, yeah, we just know the lizard as the constable. Yeah. You still at this point. Um, but we don't know. We don't know the scorpion yet. But we do see this this uh, constable we've been seeing. Oh, throughout never the mind. Movie. Scratch. That. I thought it was. No, the oh, lizard. Okay. The lizard's I'm... the stubble guy. But, um, but yeah, the. <laughs> oh, man. Phil, I'm, Phil all, Bart. I'm all great. messed up. Yeah, this, this is, is probably awesome, the most convoluted story we've had on the on the show thus far. So. Oh, man. Totally. Um, yeah, but okay, basically, okay, yeah, never, the, yeah, never, yeah, just scratch, scratch. That. So, <laughs> yeah, Scorpion's the one who reveals himself. Yes. Lizard's the one. Yeah, but he doesn't completely officially yeah. reveal himself at this point. He just kind of like walks up where. No, yeah, cool no, I, I mean, like he's the one who reveals himself at the end. Yes, so, like it doesn't happen yet. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, scratch what I You're said. Good. That's what I meant. But yeah, this this guy <laughs> who we've seen like as a cop throughout the rest of the movie is wearing like this cool outfit that, and whenever you see it, then you think, oh, you're the Scorpion. <laughs> Like there's there's yeah, no one like, else uh, you could be. Why are you hanging out? You know why are you going to this? And you're not. Uh, you know you're not. You're relinquishing your police like title. You're just kind of following these guys. It's like hello. You're you're gonna be somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he could have had like a robe or something on. Yeah. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the three of them. There's an amazing shot of the three of them like all walking up to this 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 final boss arena. And there's a wonderful shot of the snake just like lounging back in this chair as it kind of zooms in on him and then pulls back out. Yeah, seeing that you can almost 
hear like hip hop beats like yeah as it's like zooming oh, dude, in. for sure you can totally like see that it's so cool yeah you can hear some rizza going on in the background yeah i just picture a little little dorky rizza watching this and be like oh man that yeah, dude's so, so cool, cool. <laughs> and they actually don't have like a big preamble like the snake and the centipede like walk into like the parlor and they just start going yeah, yeah it. it just kind of starts happening mm-hmm. and yeah this is uh this is where you see yeah some of their you know peking opera background there's a lot more tumbling and um some trampoline shots and flips mm-hmm. uh yeah definitely the more kind of exciting acrobatic of the mm-hmm. fights uh but it's still overall pretty pretty grounded compared to you know some of the other yeah. kung fu films of this of this year but their rhythm is really cool. And like you said, like them working together in the choreography works really yeah. well. You'll see. Um, Especially when they both know. scale the walls together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's funny that visually uh, the two members wearing red, uh, the centipede and the lizard are fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like you would think they would alternate for colors mm-hmm. sake, but um, it still ends up looking really cool. Yeah. And yeah, there's some more of Snake's uh, wire work, and you get also the lizard climbing on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I like how it kind of cuts to uh, the other constable just kind of yeah, just kind of standing there, like watching. <laughs> As the fight escalates, they start to switch partners, and um, again, you see Lu Fang <laughs> doing some really good. Um, uh, acrobatics his kicking is really good yeah if it wasn't for the uh scorpion who we'll see shortly Mm. um i think he would have been the best uh fighter on screen Mm -hmm. and we also get to see the the snake wipok doing those like the weird little like shimmy that he does on the ground sometimes which is one of those that like in real life that would be completely impractical but it looks really cool in this yeah oh yeah that's and it's also so distinct that it's Mm -hmm. like you immediately connected to that opening montage mm-hmm. also uh chang shang is a really good physical performer um it's a little bit of a shame that he's been sort of bottled up the mm-hmm. the whole movie action wise but yeah really satisfying seeing all these guys go at it in the finale and then um i don't know one of like one of my favorite kind of shots just in terms of like suspense somewhere in the middle of the fight it cuts to uh, boy, no, I have no faith. In that. <laughs> yes, that's that's, oh, that's where no. I'm at right now, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, it, it cuts to a shot of Constable Ma, and he has like this fan or whatever in his hands, and he starts taking just a few steps to get closer to the fight. And if you haven't been suspicious by now, mm-hmm. you should be. Yeah, you should be pretty worried about this guy. Yeah. He does this amazing high kick to like destroy this this wall and it cuts to him doing the high kicks as the scorpion in the beginning and that's like the official yeah. officially when you know that this guy's the scorpion and it's really uh surprising too because you get the sense that the snake is like he knows mm-hmm. he says something like why haven't you uh you know intervened yeah. yet and then once he reveals himself he strikes uh the snake with those same darts that were effective against the toad mm-hmm. yeah and, um so you you still don't know whose side yeah. is you know he on like the answer what's is going on? the scorpion side he is yeah. he's very yeah. much in this just I do to my side, get right. all the get all the treasure for himself yeah and he's going to reveal to have been the like secret mastermind of mm-hmm. all of this chaos yeah yeah it it's really cool too because once he enters the fray he's kind of trying to sway uh the centipede 
and you know he's saying like hey like if you join me like we'll split the treasure you know so um you can see that he's a bit conflicted too um but you also get to see um yang and the lizard like trying to work their like tag team techniques on him so he finally does sway him and then there's some more like great flipping around mm-hmm. but what yeah. I, I i love is it leads up to these really cool like tag team techniques yeah yeah, yeah the snake right. the snake is like on the ground because he got all those darts in him but he's able to he's able to get up and kind of grabs onto the uh he grabs onto the scorpion and gets like this this vicious like grip into his stomach and the scorpion does this amazing like behind the back kick and hits him square in the head yeah mm-hmm. so that ends up taking out the snake but then it's really funny they like kind of space out the scorpion they're like keeping at a distance and letting him just die <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like frantically like mm-hmm. trying to kick at them and they're just kind of using their um mm-hmm. lizard stance to stay up on the wall and um he ends up uh passing away from those wounds yeah but uh, yeah here's what i was saying work. these um really great uh tag attacks so um uh, it's kind of like a you go high i go low and um the the way they play it up looks really cool too like the young uh young day kind of does like this flip onto uh centipede's head and then um that like critically wounds him and then um he does like a front kick to him and then the lizard does kind of like a frog leap over him and does like a a critical attack yeah. like he kicks him this is very pecking opera right here like lots of people pushing off of each other and flipping yeah, all totally. around each other but i think you get yeah, a sense a little great. bit of maybe um their like taiwanese like school style it it's just a, yeah slightly different kind of um attitude to the choreography than what we've seen from some of our other peking opera players mm-hmm. yeah they're able to they're able to defeat the the centipede and scorpion then they find the the map on the scorpion's body and pick it up and are like, let's go get the treasure and then walk out. The end. <laughs> they also have a great let, line about should we kill the yeah. judge? <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, uh, if we kill the judge, just another corrupt judge yeah. will replace him. So let's not even bother yeah. with it. <laughs> I could just imagine somebody off camera saying like, is that? Are, are we sure about the last line of the movie? Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, keep that in there. <laughs> oh, man, we survived this all. Oh, man. If this was really uh, a math word problem, I definitely would have gotten a D+. Oh. Plus yeah, I, I, ne- I needed a phone, a friend. I needed a I phone. I think oh, the friends. teacher would have seen me after Big school. So. Oh, man. But thankfully, Matthew will clean it all up yep, and it'll sound, it'll sound great. sound wonderful. Nice and smooth, <laughs> like butter. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> lots, of, uh, lots of Carlos just saying, oh, and that's whatever. Philip Quack. Walks into the room. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Ugh. I don't think I did it all no, the way through, I but I definitely so, but... mixed it up as I was yeah, going through fine. the film. So it's fine. Mm, yeah. But this movie is worth watching, despite how confusing and convoluted that might have felt. Um, yeah, yeah, I totally. think it's great. I I think it's totally rewatchable. Oh, yeah. It and it ages well. Like uh, it's it's so mm. good. It's so fun. I I definitely heard them talking about remaking it many times and Mm -hmm. it's never really happened but i think that if they were to do it like it it could live it could have an extra life as a newer film Mm -hmm. kind of either inspired by this or retelling this yeah i think you could easily remake it and kind of stay in a separate lane from the original Mm -hmm. movie yeah yeah it's it's great Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I think this is a, probably a good film to recommend to someone that's might be a little intimidated by some of the classic kung fu mm-hmm. action, and if they have any kind of interest in, you know, intrigue or thrillers or that kind of thing. Yeah, and honestly, the you know, it it falls into in kind of the tropes of these old kung fu movies that people kind of laugh mm-hmm. at, but I think it makes for an entertaining film because you kind of lured in even even when i went to see uh drunken master in theaters last year yeah um i think it was a really interesting experience because it was like a packed house and everybody once the film started it was the dub version everybody was laughing at the dub but the movie won them over you know it's like they were laughing at it but they were excited to see it at the same time yeah and I think that you'll definitely get that out of this film as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think it's um, it just has a really unique tone. It doesn't dip so far into, uh, you know, like extreme violence or vengeance or that sort of thing. And it doesn't dip very far into comedy really at all. And I think, yeah, you may, if you haven't been exposed to these dubs, you might just kind of, yeah, laugh by the... Uh, you know, from the juxtaposition of it. But mm-hmm. I mean, the dubbing crew is doing some of their best work mm-hmm. here. And yeah, solid. The other thing that sure. um, I didn't mention is this movie doesn't treat women badly because there, there are, are no, no there women. Are. In the only <laughs> women in the movie is there's a couple of old women that get locked up with the, the other guys whenever the old man Yeah, is I don't think yeah. there's a single speaking part. I don't um, think so. For any of the female characters. Yeah. And that is something that uh, Cheng Cha as a director kind of was known for. And it's, with these Venom films as well, it's kind of like the camaraderie of men, mm-hmm. like brothers in arms, but also kind of he was kind of not interested in having women in film. <laughs> so that's kind of a thing. <laughs> they actually did read that the snake was originally going to be a woman. I could see that. That oh, could be wow. something that could be cool if they ever did decide yeah, to remake yeah. the film. But, you know, I could totally see that. Yeah, because I know he directed Golden Swallow. Golden Swallow, Swallow. yeah, that was one of his yeah. earlier movies. And I think that him and Cheng Pei Pei did not get along very well. <laughs> ah, interesting. <laughs> if I'm remembering right. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, this movie is definitely worth a watch. It is one of the most, like I'd say this and 36 Chamber are probably like the most quintessential of, of almost any Kung Fu movie uh, or any other uh, Shaw Bros movie, uh, at least from this time. Yeah, totally. definitely. Like if um, if you were to just watch two Shaw Brothers films, that t- yeah, those two really do kind of capture yeah, kind of the sweet spot. I think. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's very easy to find. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Netflix. It's it's pretty easy to get a hold of. So check it out. Well, thank you so much for listening to our show. If you like the show, then please leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Heroes, the number three podcast. Thank you to the Kung Fu Cinema subreddit if you're checking us out from there. And Carlos, what is our training for next week? Um, We're going to continue on with this Venom mob and Cheng Che and a movie that was called The Return of the Five Deadly Venoms. We're going to be covering Crippled Avengers, which is also from... I think it's also from 78... <laughs> They're busy. Yeah. yeah, they're really close. Like I said, these movies were like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. We're putting all these out. But um, uh, another great film from the Venom Mob. And uh, yeah, we'll be and having Mike Tyson's this favorite one. kung fu movie, right? That's Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Well, until next week, where we're taking a look at Crippled Avengers. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. 
Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.